But hey man, I caught your show last week, man. You was dope, bro. Let me drop some knowledge on you, partner. No. No. Because I don't trust that you studied. I, I, I like some of you with Brett Riley. We're, we're, we're honest. We're honesty is the best policy. On Dash Topic. Hey, welcome to I Like Some of You with Brett Riley on Dash Radio, Dash Talk X. Uh, the show is called I Like Some of You because this show's about honesty. Honesty's the best policy. This show is to let you know that you can give yourself a little break. You don't have to like everybody. Um, but you can make an effort. You know, you still could be decent. This isn't a negative show. Um, but we uh, talk, well, I talk about it. Brett Riley. Stand-up comedian, dad, dude who's been quarantined for over suit 17 days I've been in my house by myself with just me and my kids. So I'm just, in, we're all in the same boat. Uh, first things first, let's talk about what's going on. Um, for everyone that is having conversations that are uncomfortable and uh, you're having people saying silly stuff to you, there's a lot of people saying outlandish stuff. A lot of people are saying... Uh, conspiracy theories, uh, all kinds of stuff. I've heard people say this is unprecedented. The government is trying to, the, the virus isn't that bad. The government is just trying to control us, blah, blah, blah. Nothing like this has ever happened before. Not true. To those people, history repeats itself. And hear me out on this. Everyone needs to cut the BS. Research the Spanish flu of 1918. It's almost identical to our current situation. Uh, the soldiers brought it back in World War I, and it just swept the whole world just like coronavirus did. Uh, it's identical to our current situation because the same debates were going on, the same conspiracies. It's a virus. The way that you stop it is with isolation and testing. When you research the Spanish flu, you'll see that the cities that ignored the isolation protocols and shutting down of non-essentials had the highest mortality rates. Simple, huh? Yeah, it's crazy how morons have constantly gotten other people killed throughout history. Do not go, do not go to corona parties. Actually, shame people that do silly stuff like that. And also, we need to rally together and support individuals that encompass an overall authentic approach to bringing positive attributes to situations and problems. We have to start avoiding and ignoring individuals that are dedicated to perpetuating problems, with whether it be circular debates or, uh, or, or they communicate in a negatively focused position in an ignorant attempt to avoid their own personal responsibilities. Rally around people that are authentically trying to be positive when it comes to trying to solve problems. And the most positive thing that we can do is stay at home. There's a really brilliant old man right now that has, that's going to go viral. I think it should be the song of the year, um, which is stay the fuck home. Was that, that was, that was an older guy. Yeah. Um, old guy with a long white on the beard piano. on the piano. Right. Yeah. Don't yeah. be a prick. Stay the fuck home. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got to say this, though, Brett, like, uh, hey, what's up, everybody? This is Q. We yeah, are practicing. Q. We are we're practicing safe radio production yeah. here at Dash Radio. Social so, distancing. Uh, yep. Social we're distancing. But there's a lot of really creative people uh, out there in the world. Everyone from, uh, you know, Kwame did his thing. Uh, D Nice uh, had one hundred and sixty thousand people on his DJ set. Did you see that? Yeah. And all the DJs that are doing their sets from home and everything. Yeah. It's been incredible. Timbaland took on Swizz beats. Um, oh, did they have a battle? Yeah. Yeah. And everybody says Swizz beats won because they thought by the end, Timbaland was a little too tipsy. Um, <laughs> but I, I mean, I, I live broadcast on my birthday. Hey, by the way, shout out to everybody that had a Corona birthday. Okay. Cause I had one. My buddy had one. My buddy's is on St. Patty's Day on the 17th, and mine was on the 27th. And uh, Happy birthday, bro. Yeah, thanks, man. And on my birthday, I, got, I just drank tequila in my kitchen and went live and just started singing songs and taking requests from everybody that I went to school with and everybody that I've met all over the world. And uh, it was pretty cool. I don't normally do that. 
uh, and probably will be doing that a lot more. Um, but I, uh, I did, man, that made my heart so full, dude. I put two toddlers and two infants to bed singing. Yeah. So wow. it was pretty, uh, it was pretty cool. Like I, I, I've always, my wife and my family and people, you know, and friends and stuff have always thought it was really amazing and kind of like a superpower to be able to put my kids to sleep just by singing to them. But it really, really really did fill my heart i kind of got emotional are, about are there, it are there are there particular songs that, that oh yeah man oh unforgettable by nat king cole dude i don't even get to the end of the song with my kids and i guess it was the same with these infants i just do the whole unforgettable that's what you are unforgettable though near or far like the song of love that sings to me how the thought of you does things to me never before has someone been more unforgettable and then the little eyelids go to sleep um i'm ready for it i'm ready for it now yeah right man now. and then uh, i do a little frank sinatra a little dean martin couple of country songs, a couple of R&B songs, Hallelujah by, uh, who sang Hallelujah? Why is his name escaping me? He's a legend. Hallelujah. You know, I heard there was a secret chord that David played and it pleased the Lord, but you don't really care for music, do ya? No, that's not, Jeff Buckley's not the original though. No, it's, uh... Dang, I don't know why my brain's not working. But yeah, my kids love that, and uh, yeah, so singing. We're starting to realize how valuable our artists are. All these people that were considered non-essential, you know what I mean? It's not the hedge fund right. man or managers. It's not the CEOs of companies. It's not. It's not our politicians. Uh, it's the people that fix, that fix our food. It's the people that the janitors that clean up. It's our garbage men. It's our nurses. It's our cops. It's our firefighters. It's our doctors. It's, it's our artists. You know, you can't, you can't, you can't be like, you can't act like arts aren't essential. All of us. And another thing, all we have to do is stay at home. The generations before us got drafted into wars. Okay. Like, I know a lot of people are like, I feel bad for the seniors. I feel bad for the seniors. The, you know, the kids that's their last year of college, their last year of high school. Guess what, guys? When my dad was in school, their senior trip was going to Vietnam. Okay? Wow. All right? All we have to do is stay inside. Social distance. Take some responsibility. Don't let other people get down by, by not following the protocol. Okay. Perspective. Yeah. This whole thing puts everything in a perspective. Yeah, you have to take time to let this take some perspective. Don't think of all the all that that you lack. Think of all that you have. If you have a TV that you can sit in front of, if you have a radio you can listen to, and also, let me tell you this. Hey, Q. This is speaking of perspective. This has changed me, man, because I've been pretty harsh. You know, like this show is called "I Like Some of You," but I told you it's not negative. You can't, I want to be, you know, that voice that lets people know that you to let yourself off the hook. You are not capable of liking everyone, but this is what's changed me. Instead of calling people of different ideologies stupid, it's given me this perspective that, okay, so people, I don't, I can't stand Donald Trump. He makes me upset. I literally put out a tweet and tagged CNN, MSNBC, CBS News, ABC, <laughs> We sane citizens are begging you to have some decency and stop covering and propagating Trump and all of the chaos he and his circle are causing. History is going to be so unkind. Please attempt to rectify and take responsibility and stop covering this dude. Even though I hate Trump and I'm, and I'm mad that people support him, instead of having hate, I'm seeing these people as they've been given programming that has corrupted their data, you know? It's corrupt, like think of it as a computer, you know? Like it's not your uncle's fault that he opened an email or your granny's fault that she opened an email that crashed her computer, 
Okay. The programming that came into them has corrupted their data, you know? And also once your data is corrupted, well then your operating system doesn't work right. You know, when you've taken in bad data and you've got bad programming. So it's, so it's, so it's crashed your system. So your, your computer is no longer going to keep up with the newest version that's, that's evolved. You know what I mean? Like it's the equivalent of, it's the equivalent of somebody trying to listen to my podcast on my iPhone with their 80s Walkman headphones. You know what I mean? They can't even connect to listen. Yeah, but there comes there comes a time then where you need to stop visiting those uh questionable sites. If you know that you're once you visit them questionable sites, you're gonna get some spam or you're gonna get some uh oh, some yeah, virus. Absolutely. <laughs> but when Fox News is a thing in the United States which it's not, it's not legal. Like it's not even shown anywhere else because there's laws in other countries that news has to be held to a certain standard, but they, they, they tiptoe that line of entertainment. The fact is they're liable. They have blood on their hands. All of the people that have played this stuff where, you know, the, anybody that went with that rhetoric and that propaganda that this is a hoax and all this stuff. It's gotten to the point where it's crazy. They have to stop covering Trump. They have to. Dude, the, it's to the point where he will say something and then five minutes later say that he didn't say what he said. It's so blatant. It's so awful to the people of intellect and people of decency. And it's upsetting people. And it's making people... It's, I mean, I know that depression is going through the roof. For one, people are isolated from other people. Secondly, how many, you guys think of, that's what I'm saying. Think of the perspective of what you do have. If you, like what I have, what I've noted, I'll go first. I have a beautiful wife. I have two beautiful children. Think of how many, and, and the fact that I have a TV and I have a roof over my head, I know the power is not going to get cut off. I know the Wi-Fi is not going to get cut off. I know my phone's going to work. Think of all the people right now that are in forced isolation in an abusive situation. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Think of how many, yeah. think of how many people are locked and cooped up with somebody that is emotionally or physically damaging to them and they have no escape from it. We need to think of those people. We need to have those people in our thoughts. It's really, this whole thing is overwhelming and the perspective of it is going to, it's just, the whole thing has raised very stark realities that are not arguable. You can't argue them anymore. We, we just went through the golden age of talking heads and debate. And like I've said before on this, on this show, debate to me in modern times there has to be a baseline intellect and that's not the case anymore. What good is it to debate with somebody if they're going, I feel, I don't give a shit how you feel. There's actualities involved. You know what I mean? Like debate nowadays is mental masturbation. You know, it's mental and verbal masturbation. You're not going to give birth to any new ideas or any new solutions. Um, by arguing with people, but all these are stark realities. It's insane that the biggest advocate for Bernie Sanders is reality. You know what I mean? Oh, oh, okay. If capitalism is so great, how come every time shit goes really bad, socialism has to save it. Okay. Like, I don't care what people's argument is. They came up with $1.5 trillion to try and save the stock market. That lasted 20 minutes. And this was just at the beginning of the coronavirus. We've been letting them poop trillions of dollars away on wars and nonsense and telling people they need to pick themselves up by the bootstraps. You know what I mean? What are we bailing corporations out at all? That's why you're a billionaire. If, why do we have to bill out billionaires? That's why you're a billionaire. Bail yourself out. You know what I mean? Right. Right now. But we're, we're at the beginning of it, people. There's going to be a lot of unrest. Take care of the ones that are close to you. Don't let the, it, it, don't let the panic get to you. If you are, also look yourself in the mirror and realize what situation you're in. If you're in a privileged situation, one, you have love. Two, you have a roof over your head and all the amenities that I just spoke of. Think of that because it is going to get ugly. People are already striking. The sanitation workers are striking in Pittsburgh. 
Okay. Wow. If you live in a municipality where your people are still picking up the trash for you, count your blessings. Okay. Jeff Bezos just, um, just, they just, Amazon, they just fired the dude that started the protest in New Jersey for safe, because they want safe working conditions. Because they still got those people in those factories 10 deep in the break room. Do you know what I mean? And there's no getting around it. I don't care what your faith, it doesn't have any, this whole thing is a stark reality. It doesn't matter what your faith is. It doesn't matter what you believe. Sometimes there's just actual stark reality. For instance, uh, did you hear, there's a church, there was a church choir, a 60 person church choir. They still went and had church rehearsal. Of the 60 people, 45 people came back positive with the coronavirus, and now two of their choir members are dead. The Florida pastor of one of the megachurches down there just got arrested. Louisiana still has packed churches. You know what? (laughs) That's, I'm just, it doesn't matter what you think. (laughs) Reality will bite you. It's something that, like, we need to stop this. There's no debating this stuff. They're still debating now. The guy went from calling it a hoax and all of Fox News saying that this is a liberal conspiracy to try and undermine the election for Donald Trump. He said it was a hoax. He said there would be maybe 15 cases. And now he legit said 200,000, 100,000, 200,000 people dead and we come out on the other side of this, he said it would be a victory. 200,000 people didn't die in Nam, man. This dude is a buffoon, a completely awful, detached from humanity buffoon. He does not care about anyone or anything. He's an underdeveloped human. He's not capable. What, what, are, what are your thoughts on, on him calling it, I believe he called it like the, the Chinese virus? The China virus, yeah. yeah or and something people like calling that. it the Kung flu. Oh, was that what they're calling it? Yeah, they were calling oh, it the oh, Kung wow. flu. No, dude, you don't understand. Just every single day, they're not even reporting it. There is with multiple instances, and there and those are just the ones that are reported, and they're barely touched on by the national media. A six-year-old and a two-year-old and their father were stabbed in Texas by a grown man because he thought that they were literally here to infect people with the coronavirus. Wow. A woman just stabbed two people, a woman, a middle-aged woman that you wouldn't think, you know, she doesn't fit the description of anything, stabbed two Asian people in Australia. It's nuts, and everybody's buying toilet paper. I don't think there's anything in the symptoms that says corona makes you poop. You know what I mean? But everybody's buying up all the toilet paper, and there's no hand sanitizer everywhere. And everybody's, and and there's lines out of the gun shop. I just passed a weed dispensary on the way here, and there were lines outside of that, too. That one made sense to me. Now, the gun shops and the, <laughs> and the toilet stuff, that didn't make much sense to me. But, I mean, if you're stuck inside and you have to just chill and try and keep your stress levels down, smoking a bunch of weed, that makes sense to me. I know a lot of alcoholics well, are know, coming out of this. That's for sure. You, you know, uh, th- there's, a lot of, there's a lot of crazy things that are happening in the news. I got a couple uh, okay. things that, that we're going to talk about See, that's why during, I like during our um, uh, current events. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm excited to get, get your take on that. Uh, okay. But be- before we cut the break, man, let's, let's go and give everybody the, the Instagram. Oh, Instagram. Guys, I'm easy to find. I'm easy to contact. I was slow to the game on Instagram, so it's not just Brett Riley. It's Mr. 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 Brett Riley, B-R-E-T-T-R-I-L-E-Y, at Instagram. Uh, And on Facebook and Twitter, it's just Brett Riley, B-R-E-T-T-R-I-L-E-Y. And look me up. Hit me up. Talk to us. Tell me what you want to talk about. Uh, Send me messages. I'm easy to find. Uh, On my Instagram, it's just a bunch of pictures of my goofy life, and every once in a while I'll post something. Oh, by the way, if I say something or post something that you don't like politically, forgive me. (laughs) <laughs> you know, that's it. Forgive me, as Bill Hicks used to say, you know, if people don't <laughs> forgive me, that's it. I'm, I'm I trust me. I care about you. I don't have to agree with you. I, it, I don't I don't have to. 
I don't have to agree with anything about you for me to care for, about you as a human being. So look me up at Mr. Brett Riley at Instagram. And uh, I, we also do a segment at the end of the show um, that is um, that is Dear Brett. And I, I'm not an expert, but I, I answer Dear Brett letters just because I've been a dad for seven years, been with the same woman for 15. So I got it. I, my only resume is my experience. Um, all right. Come back to us. This is I Like Some of You with Brett Riley on Dash Radio Dash Talk X. I, I, I Like Some of You with Brett Riley, where honesty is the best policy. Volumes of wisdom and everything I've been dreaming I can see it for us too When it feels like Just the stuff that I covered, I kind of smashed it all together Sorry I did, I mean that was all I wanted to say Is like telling the Telling the Yeah <laughs> You okay? No, my brain stopped, but uh yeah. Hey, is, real, real, real quick, have, have you did you watch Tiger King? Are you familiar with Tiger King? Are you kidding? Do I know who t- about the Tiger King? <laughs> okay, okay, stop. I just needed to make sure that that'll be that'll Are be you, the third. That'll yeah, be the third. Because I want to talk about my late husband Travis Maldonado. <laughs> okay, here we go. Coming back in in three. Hey, welcome back to I like some of you with Brett Riley on Dash Radio Dash Talk X. Um, what we got Q is my man that keeps stuff structured because I'm a comic. I'm a weird. I'm a different comic too. Like I'm the kind of comedian that kind of, I attack comedy the way that Jay-Z and Tupac attack rap. I'm just like, turn the beat on. Let me in there. Let's roll. You know what I mean? And I scribble stuff down, but I'm definitely not, um, I'm not a very structured guy. I just talk that's, how that's I okay. feel, that's, that's, that's and why, I take that's some notes. That's why I'm notes. here, bro. That's why so, I'm here. So you have current events for me, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, there, there is a lot of things uh, that are going on in the news uh, within this last week. Uh, at least one person in Kentucky is infected after taking a part of a coronavirus party yeah. uh, with a group of young adults, uh, Governor Andy Bashir said uh, earlier, he said the party goers intentionally got together, quote, thinking they were invincible. Uh, and the governor went on to say, this one makes me mad. We have to do much better than that. Uh, so, yeah, your, your, your thoughts on your thoughts on uh, on this and these these young people. Yo, it's you know feeling invincible. like, but that's something. This whole thing is it's invincible. Well, it's also because of the propaganda that was put out there that it was a hoax. And then also the people that throw out stuff like heart disease kills more people, diabetes kills more people, smoking, da 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 da. So people did the Corona challenge, 
Like, I don't know if you've seen that one where the dude licked the toilet seat. There are people that lick, uh. lick the toilet seat. That dude has Corona. Uh, there was people wow. that were licking subway poles and they came down with Corona. Um, and yeah, there are people, but there's also people floating these ideas out there like back. Okay. One thing that they did used to do when I was growing up and I guess they learned it from their parents and stuff that's been handed down is, um, they have chicken pox parties back, you know, for kids, little kids, you know what I mean? Okay. I, I remember that. Yeah. And explain chick- why that was chicken that was pox. A thing. You can only catch once. So they just kind of figured, let's get it out the way. When a kid would in the community would get chicken pox, they'd just have a sleepover, have a slumber party, have all the kids come over, and then every all the kids get chicken pox, and they can never get it again. So they just get it out the way. This isn't chicken pox. This is a respiratory flu that will make you drown in your own chest, and your family will not be able to hold your hand as you're dying. Okay. People are having to say goodbye to their mom and dad. They're having to say goodbye to their grandparents. They're having to say goodbye over FaceTime because they can't be with them when they're dying. This is serious. It's awful. And also, all these stupid people make me so angry because my wife is on the front lines. My oh, wife yeah. is my wife is a nurse. My wife is there to try and save you, and you're in there possibly can infect her or infect her coworkers, or infect the doctors that are trying to save you because you are an idiot. That's jumping into shark infested waters, not knowing how to swim, knowing, knowing full well that you'll most likely drown or get the person trying to save you killed. I'm, I'm just sick of it. Yeah. It makes me really, really angry. Um, what else you got, man? Oh, I know what you're going to talk uh, about. I know what you're going to talk about. Well, well, Who well there, there's a, there's a couple. There's a couple things. There's okay. a couple things. Here's here's another one. In uh, Connecticut, a Putnam man was locked up after Connecticut State Police said that he coughed in a trooper's face in an attempt to uh, infect him with COVID nineteen. Yep. Uh, so, fifty two year old James Keith has a surgical mask uh, dangling off of his face in his mugshot, uh, but it was put there by EMT. So, well, I mean, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, obviously, yeah, there are going to be those that that part of the. Uh, the public uh, who are going to use this essentially as biological warfare. Well, they've already you know, weaponized you know, it. Yeah. It's weaponized. Right. It's, it's, it's a, it's a weaponized. This whole thing is weaponized. Unfortunately, when history's all said and done with it, we'll find out some really even more awful things about this because I don't, I don't think this came from bats anyway. Um, but my, but, but that's not, but like, again, this isn't the time to talk about conspiracy theories. That's something we can talk about after this is passed. But my point is, yeah, there was a woman that purposely coughed on all the produce in a grocery store and they had to throw out $35,000 worth of produce because a woman purposely went and coughed on all of it. And the dude got, Oh, did you see the dude online? Um, they caught him. The one that, uh, he did a Corona and he licked all of the, he went down the aisle in the grocery store and licked all of the deodorant sticks trying wow. to, yeah, trying to infect people. And, the, and because he put it online, they traced it, traced him and tracked him down and he got arrested for terroristic uh, threats and uh, something else. There was another count. I can't remember the other count, but I know it was basically a terrorist act because you're trying to purposely infect and bring harm to other citizens. So yeah, that's all yes. that, that's all it is when those people do that stuff. Yeah. It's really so, gross. Uh, in in other news, I, I know that we always there's always like a, a negative take on uh, this pandemic, this global pandemic. Of course, but here's here's a silver here's a silver lining for uh-huh. us. Uh, Ford plans to make as many as fifty thousand simple ventilators for coronavirus patients within uh, one hundred days, and plans to continue to produce thirty thousand per month after after the uh, company announced this on Monday. Yes. Uh, so our, our automakers uh, in Ypsilanti, Michigan, are stepping up uh, to help uh, supply the country with ventilators. Your take on this? I think it's amazing. I think all of the companies that are stepping up, Apple donated all of their masks because to make iPhones and stuff. So to, to keep, you know, it has to be, san- you know, it has to be a super sanitary. Uh, so they donated a ton of their masks. Um Abbott Labs, I want to give a shout out to Abbott Labs. They they developed, they're the ones that quickly developed um, a test that can 
get results in 15 minutes. Oh, wow. Yeah, they're the ones that are, that are and they, but they can only get so, you know, they're getting them out as fast as they can. Um, but yeah, all of the, the uh, I mean, shout out. It's going to take all of us. This is a war, but this is a war against an invisible enemy that's a virus. And the problem is, uh, small countries, we are learning things like small countries like um, Iceland, because of their socialism, <laughs> they, uh, they have tested a, a, great, a greater portion of their population. And what they're finding is, of the positive cases, 50% showed no symptoms. So this wow. is definitely an invisible predator. Like there's a, you may feel fine. And that's what they're finding is that's why these people that are still going to parties and functions and still going to gatherings and stuff, thinking they're invincible, then end up coming down severely. Also, I have to tell every single one of you that's listening, do not take ibuprofen. Do not take Advil. The fact is, is they have found one thing that they have found. Um, I want to say the doctor's name is Amash from Harvard. They found that ibuprofen and Advil is food. To the virus it is food to oh, the virus wow. so if you come down with it the virus feeds on it and therefore makes the virus 10 times stronger in your body that's why they're starting to see people in their 20s people that are in their 30s and healthy and cross you know like professional crossfitters or you know what i mean people that are really athletic or have amazing immune systems that are super healthy they what they found in those people is that ibuprofen is food for the uh, for the virus, so do avoid ibuprofen and Advil. You know, go take a hot shower if you get a headache. Also, you're probably getting a headache because they just started, you know, <laughs> putting out the five G. But I'm not going to say that either because it's not conspiracy theory theory time. So, <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, let's see. We we got a couple more here. If you're if you're down, yeah, for I'm it. down. I'm down. See, uh, 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 CNN anchor Chris Cuomo said that he uh, was diagnosed with COVID-19. Yep. Uh, he is feeling well and will continue to anchor his uh, program, Cuomo Primetime, from his home. From home, uh, yeah. And he says in, in, in a uh, tweet, he said, uh, in these difficult times that seem to get more difficult and complicated by the day, I just found out that I am positive for coronavirus. Uh, he said, I've been exposed to people in recent days who have subsequently tested positive, and I've had fevers, chills, shortness of breath. I just hope I didn't give it to the kids and Christina, his wife. That would make me feel worse Absolutely. than this illness. So, yeah. That's that's tough, man. That's and gosh, yeah. Nobody's in nobody's that's that's it. Nobody's immune. I I want to I want to go to something on a lighter note cuz we were talking about it. Sure. Um everybody's watched it now. Unfortunately, I watched it as soon as it came out. The night that it came out, my wife said we're watching this because my wife and I had already been at home <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm not watching that. Uh, and she said, we are watching this. This is what we are watching tonight. And we did the whole viewing party thing where you watch it at the same time as your friends. So you guys can text okay. back and forth to talk trash about it. So we watched Tiger King uh, oh. with a bunch of our friends all at the same time. And, I will just say this. We went through all eight episodes, I think, in two days. And wow. all I have to say is uh, my my light hurt. But the eulogy, I don't care if this is a spoiler because this, this show should not exist. <laughs> um, I really don't care. Uh, right. Everybody's watched it now for the most part. Um, but Joe Exotic... It's the story of Joe Exotic, who is a zoo, gay zookeeper, polygamist gay zookeeper, with three husbands that are straight men that he turned gay because of meth and because they wanted to be able to be in his life so they could, you know, be around these wild animals and pet tigers and stuff. And, uh, uh, yeah, he also ran for governor of Oklahoma. Uh, wow, Win did he? Winniewood, Oklahoma, and he had over—I don't even know what the number was, but I know it was like some obscene number of tigers. And the story is him and his nemesis in the show is a is a woman named Carol Baskins. Carol Baskins <laughs> can go straight to hell. The fact is, Carol Baskins fed her ex-husband. 
to a tiger. I have no doubt. And his life mission is to take out Carabaskin. And uh, my wife is, my wife was like, okay, the show was, it's so bad. It's, it, it, the show is pure shock, pure, but it's real. These people really exist. Uh, you know, shooting off AR-15s, driving ATVs, and and raising tigers and monkeys, and and there's a whole cast. And every as soon as you think it can't get worse, it does. It's it it, it when you watch it, if you literally don't say what the fuck every five minutes, you're dead inside. <laughs> you know what I mean? I fi- I feel like I feel like I certainly lost a good chunk of my brain cells in watching this. I couldn't, I you, couldn't stand. Like it was watching a like watching a, a, a train wreck. Okay, what do you think of the point? I don't care about spoilers. Like I said, I really don't care because this show shouldn't exist. Uh, what did you? The part that I was like, no, no, when his husband shot himself in the head and died. Of course. And he did his eulogy. Joe Exotic did his eulogy. And I swear to God, I'm not oh, making okay, this that, up. That, that, that must have been in the last two episodes that I did not watch. But apparently okay. I'm good. I need to watch it after this. Yes. Show. Okay. So here, I, like I said, now hear me out. This is word yes. for word what he says at the eulogy. In front of his parents. His, this guy's mom, the dead guy's mom is less than five feet in front of him. And he goes... When I think of my late husband, Travis Maldonado, I think of how he was always willing to be goofy. I'd be sitting there at my desk emailing congressmen and senators just trying to save my zoo and save my tigers from Carol Baskins. And he'd, he was always willing to be goofy, and he'd come and he'd slap his balls up against my forehead. Oh, and everybody, no. oh, stop. He goes, stop it. Everybody here seen that boy's balls. That boy's balls was like golden nuggets to that boy. <laughs> and I was just like, and then he goes into singing his country song. He's and, not a bad singer, though. I got to give it to him. Because it's not him. That's not him. It's a total Milli Vanilli thing. He's a totally oh. crazy brain dead redneck that hired some people and told them not to ever tell. And they were like, we don't give a shit. Pay us money and we'll write your songs and sing them. You want us to write songs about tigers? Yeah, fine. Cool, dude. So, yeah, that's not him singing, just to spoil it. Oh, so they they, they go on to say that in the uh, uh No, they don't the say show? that. No, this has come out now because this is like the biggest phenomenon now. There's a petition of people trying to get Trump to pardon him. Oh, wow. Which he probably will. To try and get probably there's nothing below Trump. He brought out the my pillow guy during this <laughs> pandemic crisis. Trump brought out the my pillow guy at the press conference yesterday. Why he I, said I, okay. I didn't I didn't see that. What yeah. did he say? I don't I can't I don't watch that shit. I'm not watching that shit. <laughs> I'm already cooped up inside and I got a seven year old and a four year old. I'm playing chess with my four year old and seven year old. By the way, my boy beat me today because I got cocky. And my wife distracted uh-huh. me, and my son got a victory today. I got distracted. Nice. I had him I had him dead to rights, you know, and all of a sudden my wife started talking to me, and I just made a move all casual, and he goes, yeah, and he took me out. And I was like, what? So, yeah, I'm playing chess with the kids. Oh, my daughter, I have to give her a shout-out. My daughter, um, seven years old, one day. My wife, in one day, my wife taught my daughter how to ride a bike. My daughter taught her, figured out how to ride a bike by herself one day. I was like, she's a little, she's a little monster, man. She's so cool and so smart. She's just whip smart. Yeah. So we've been keeping them busy doing stuff. Riley Dynasty. Riley Dynasty. Yeah. And we, uh, (laughs) we've been, we've been cooking food together. My wife was trying to find ways to, um, entertain them and keep them engaged so and she, my wife is such a good mom i'm so sad that she's ha- going right back into the front lines i got really fortunate because you know we've talked about how i canceled i just my spider my instincts were going crazy my spidey senses were going nuts so i canceled all of my work and didn't go back out on the boats so i've been basically done with work since march 1st and but but 
because I canceled on that cruise, I was supposed to be on a cruise on March 20th. So my oh. wife has basically been on vacation for the last 10 days because I was supposed to. Originally, it was planned I was going to be gone on a boat. So my wife has not been in the hospital during this surge right now. And all I can do is say that I feel very blessed and very fortunate. Uh, she does have to dive right back into it on Thursday. And I'm, I, it does scare me. And I do have a ton of hesitation about it. But you know what? My wife signed up for this. This is what my wife this is what my wife meant to do, and this is what she wants to do, and she was put here to take care of people. My job is to try and make people happy and, and make people laugh, um, which I will be doing. Um, tune in to um, find the Laugh Factory YouTube page. I'm After this, like literally a half an hour after this, I'm going to do the Laugh Factory's live stream. They're having a marathon um, at 2 p.m. Pacific time. Um Anyway, go to the Laugh Factory's YouTube page in Hollywood because they're having a marathon of the greatest of some of the best comics in the business. Jay Moore, Harlan Williams, tons of people have already done it. Um, and, wow, that's that, and, that, that, that was cool to get get that phone call from them. Yeah, and right? so yeah, I feel pretty honored. They on hey Laugh Factory shouted me out on their social media on on my birthday, and I'm not gonna lie, it felt really good, man. Like I worked. I started from the bottom now, yeah. Now, anyway, no, I mean, but uh, no, I mean, being a farm boy from Kansas, being recognized by the Hollywood Laugh Factory made me feel really good on my birthday. One thing I was thinking on my birthday was, I'm I'm a very blessed and grateful man. Um, I'm passionate about my convictions, and I disagree strongly with a lot of the structures and norms that some of my loved ones hold dear or take comfort in. Uh, but it will never make me not care about other humans. Uh, I'm so glad to be celebrating another birthday, and I hope we all can enjoy a better future for all of us after this is all over. Um, yeah. I, should, so should we go right into the... Uh, oh, hey, when we come back, we're going to do the Dear Brett letter. And again, this is I Like Some of You on Dash Radio Dash Talk X. This is I Like Some of You with Brett Riley on Dash Talk X. Why I'm feeling like this, like this. 
Some of you with Brett Riley on Dash Radio Dash Talk X. Uh, we've been talking about a lot of things today. Um, well, there's a lot of things to talk about when the mind is left to itself, when we've all been in isolation. Uh, yeah. One thing that I did read, a quote, there's been a couple quotes that I really, really, really like. Um, this one is from Rod Serling from the Twilight Zone. Rod Serling. He said, uh, human beings must involve themselves in the anguish of other human beings. This, I submit to you, is not a political thesis at all. It is simply an expression of what I would hope might be ultimately a simple humanity for humanity's sake. So, Mm. I like that one. Um, Isn't, Isn't it a trip how, like, there are wise words from the past that are so, uh, apropos to today's pandemic, to like the way the earth, the, the, the climate of today's, uh, uh, pandemic. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's like, we, we definitely need to look to the past to learn how to move forward with this whole thing. Of course. And realize that life keeps moving. One of the quotes here, man, anyway, I'm just going to paraphrase it. One of my favorite authors, uh, is Paulo Colo. He's a Brazilian author his books are his books are legendary the alchemist the alchemist the warrior of light uh but he had a quote that said save the planet really how do we get this arrogant the (laughs) we can't kill the planet if we, we if we keep pushing and we we miss the mark then the planet just wipes us off the planet and starts again and that's also what we're seeing Look at how clear the skies are in Los Angeles. Listen yeah. to the birds. Listen the to mountains. the. I saw somebody tweeted and it made me laugh my ass off. Uh, oh, so the birds outside's tweeting like they run this motherfucker, huh? Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I mean, the planet is. Nature is happy right now that we all need to go inside. This is a reality check. That's all it, and it happens. Just think, it happened a hundred years ago, nineteen eighteen. If, you know, and we've gone through a, tons of natural disasters. And what's sad is we just keep moving on. You know, think, think of how many people have died in this, these mass shootings. And we just uh, go right back into the same pattern and we, keep, we don't do anything to stop it. You know, we always come together after there's a hurricane. We always come back together if there's a wildfire. But then we go right back to where we were behaving the way that we were. The planet's not going to be ignored. You know what I mean? Right. Like, we, you have to make changes. We have to. It's just, uh, it's just crazy. I, I've and never well, been, you a, know, but you know that's one, what, go ahead. Sorry. So, sorry, sorry, Brett. But, you know, one thing that is definitely like, we're, we're all, we're very optimistic guys, right? Yeah. But one thing that I, w- I will say is that if you just look at like Mother Nature, Mm-hmm. Like the earth is healing itself. So all we got to do is sit back and fold our arms and fold our hands and just sit back and relax and let nature take care of itself. Let it heal itself, which I think is a cool thing. Yeah. But also focus. Think, take this as a perspective too. How crazy is it that my, my babies, I got a video up on my Instagram that people can watch. I was putting my daughter to sleep and I was asking her, I was like, it's pretty awful that we're stuck inside like this for this long, huh? And she goes, what? She was like, this is the best ever. She was like, I get to hang out with my mom and dad and my brother all day, every day, you know? 
Like I, there's like I love like I love the clever things that I'm seeing. Like there's a little cart a cartoonist did this thing where going, all right, pro Project COVID 19 is going great. All of our owners are staying home and spending time with us like they always should have. And it's a bunch of dogs at a boardroom table. Mm. You know what I mean? Like how happy are people's pets that they're not having anxiety attacks and whining and barking and driving the neighbors crazy because they're cooped up all day because their owner's not at work. You know what I mean? Kids yeah. love this. And also, I'm just going to put this out there to my fellow parents. Don't get all crazy with your homeschooling regiment, especially if you have Yo, little th ones. This, this is exactly what our letter, Dear Brett letter is today. Is it really? Okay, well, let's get yeah. into it then. Yeah. Okay, so, so the letter goes, Dear Brett, with this entire pandemic, it's been a blessing to actually slow down my life and spend more time with my wife and kids. Although my kids are, were excited initially to miss school, they soon realized that I could not let them sit around the house to eat hot Cheetos and watch anime all day. One thing that is apparent is that I'm a horrible homeschool teacher. How do I stop from just wanting to throw them a couple iPads and call it a day? Sincerely, Daddy Fail Care. <laughs> Don't think of it as fail care, Dad, man. You're holding it down. Just Your job is to keep them safe right now. And that's what I want to tell all parents. Keep your kids mentally and physically safe. It's, and I say this mentally first. Physically, you know, keep them safe. But just mentally, this is your time to love up on them. This is your time to let your kids know that no matter what happens, no matter, like I've been teaching my seven-year-old and my four-year-old, look, no matter how mad I get, no matter what you do, I'm never going to leave you alone. And I'm never going to stop loving you. And, and, and just giving them, just give them that reassurance. Now that you have that time to be with them, make the time worth it. Don't also don't, if you have little ones, seriously, American school, I hate to set, break it to you, but American school is basically like daycare. Okay. It's basically daycare. Okay. Your kids our kids, my, my four-year-old or my seven-year-old are so much smarter than I was at four and seven. My seven-year-old's smarter than I was at 13, most likely. You know what I mean? They, they're just smart. They have, too much inf they have so much information right in front of them. Do try. I will tell you this. I'm noticing with my kids there is an effect. It does do something to their brains when they've had too much screen time. That's when you'll see the over emotion. You'll, that's where you'll see the emotional outbursts and just the, um, it's just kind of like an agitated energy that they have when they get too much screen time. So be wary of that, but don't beat yourself up. Like do a couple of little things, but like my wife is teaching them more from about numbers and reading by cooking with them and letting them help her cook in the kitchen. If, if you know what, go out and show your kids what it's like to go, go point out where everything is in a car with your kids, show them where the battery is, show them how, you know, go just teach your kids things. You know what I mean? Talk to them, teach them things that actually will help them. Like let them know, um, you don't have to, it doesn't, you don't have to, Subscribe to a belief system to, to pray or to, or to share your thoughts with the universe. You can literally just be like, please heal the people in my life that are hurt. Please help me to be a better version of myself. You know what I mean? I've been teaching my kids stuff like that. You don't have to, because there's just, this is a time to heal. If you get the, if you have the good luck to be inside with your kids, don't beat yourself up. You're not, you, you don't have to be a professor, especially if you have young kids. If your kids are under the age of 10, take this time to just love up on them. Just love them. And same with your, a lot of people are going through divorces and stuff because they've been avoiding each other. That's thank this. I thank you for this letter. You're not a dad. You're not a failing dad at all. But thank you for this letter because it reminded me of something that I definitely wanted to get out there today. And this will probably be one of the last things I talk about, but I want to say this. I've put in a lot of thought and I've gotten a lot of reflection. I lost an uncle on the 20th of March, my uncle Richard Kincaid, 
um, took his own life on March 20th. Um, and he was the most successful man I've ever known. He had more, um, he was the wealthiest man on either side of my family. Um, and he still wasn't obviously happy. Uh, his business was crashing because of this pandemic and he couldn't handle the fact that he had to lay off workers and he, I guess, mentally convinced himself that he was failing as a businessman and as a father and the stress became too much. And I don't want anyone out there listening to ever allow yourself to think that you are failing when people love you, people care about you. And also let's try and, so it puts, so thinking about that has put things in perspective for me that I live my life based on appreciation. The people I surround myself with, I surround them. I, I, I surround myself with those people because I appreciate them and I feel that they appreciate me. A lot of people's belief systems, unfortunately, like I was talking about programs earlier being how we're programmed. A lot of people's belief systems are built upon the idea of debt. The idea of being indebted to somebody else. The idea of the only way you can hold people close to you is if you find ways to make them indebted to you. And that is very backwards and it's very wrong in every form. Be around people that you appreciate and also appreciate the people that you choose to be around. Because I am not a rich man, but I am in debt. I am in no debt. And I'm only around people I appreciate and people that appreciate me. Um, as soon as somebody shows me that their belief system is that of debt and they can only function on how much I'm indebted to them or they believe that I'm trying to make them indebted to me, that's usually what makes me make distance with people. And it's not because I hate them. It's just like I said, their programming, their data to me has been corrupted. And also with mental health, depression, all that means is not a weakness. It's not, um, it's not a point of failure. It's just that your data has been corrupted. We have to protect our brains. We have to protect our systems, whether be that health or mentally, you know, we have to just protect your data, protect your people that you care about, but, but you have to protect your own brain um, because <clears throat> when it all comes down to it, we're seeing how much our things and material stuff and how I, I think we've all, if you're being realistic, you're realizing how much we are completely spoiled with the things that we have, especially as Americans. But, um, yeah, try, try and try and change your perspective. Try and find a way to find a way to be positive. You know what I mean? I don't know. Was that too sappy Q? What do you think? <laughs> No, I mean, I mean, especially during this time, man. It, it's it's just a it, it makes a, a a great point, and it just puts okay. everything like, from th throughout the whole show. I think the uh, it's been perspective. Perspective has been the underlying theme for everywhere from your daughter to saying, "Hey, no, this is cool, Dad. Like, I get to hang out with my parents." Yeah. To uh, you know, your uncle, rest in peace. Yeah, rest uh, in and, peace, Uncle you know, I think I think you you definitely gave a. Uh, uh, a great point to that. So, and, and the thing I want to remind everybody is reach out to people during this time. Now, you know what it feels like for old people in nursing homes. Now, you know what it right. feels like for parents when the kids are all gone away. Okay. Visit people, and, visit with and, people. And, I mean, call them, don't go and visit, don't visit anybody right now, because I want to tell you this. Just a pro tip. Uh, you're not social distancing if you're going to other people's houses. Okay? I want you Muppets safe so I can make fun of your other bad behaviors and decisions. Okay? <laughs> and and, and be before, before we get out of here, uh, Brett, I want to make sure that we give the, uh, the national, the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Service ad, uh, Administration, the, the national hotline. Absolutely. Which is whenever, whenever we talk about something like this, we want to give a resource. So it's 1-800-662-HELP. That's 1-800-662-4357. So I just wanted to make sure that we gave that as well. Absolutely. That's why, you're, that's why you got my back, Q. I appreciate it. Hey, you guys have been listening 
to I Like Some of You with Brett Riley on Dash Radio Dash Talk X. I, I, I Like Some of You with Brett Riley, where honesty is the best policy.